Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Adams, and welcome to the Kirk Students Podcast. We're the student ministry from the Kirk Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where you'll hear sermons from Josh Lyle, Colin Grant, and other guest speakers. You can look in the show notes for small group questions and talking points. Make sure you subscribe and share with anyone who follows Kirk Students. If you want to know more about us or get in touch, visit us at thekirk.com or follow us on Instagram at Kirk Students. Now, let's jump in. Last week, oh, sorry. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Uh, hey, I, it's good to be with you guys today. We are in week two of our series called Vibes. And uh, I would like to start with having you turn to the person next to you, say hello, and then look around and find somebody that you aren't sure what, uh, somebody that you maybe don't really know their name or you haven't met before. Look around, find somebody, um, introduce yourself, tell them your name, ask for their name, talk about your favorite candy, ready, go. Okay, tell me your new friend's name and their favorite candy. Who did you meet? Who did you meet, Abby? Gummy worms, nice. What else? Who did you meet, Owen? Who did you meet, Lauren? What's your favorite candy? Reese's, failed both instructions, but it's fine. No, it's fine, there were just two. Who, tell me your new friend's name. And what's Jackie's favorite candy? <laughs> Reese's. That's such a good favorite. Raise your hand if your favorite candy is Reese's. Me. Nice. What, uh, what else? Gummy worm. Raise your hand if your favorite candy is a gummy something. Gummy. Yeah. What are your other candies? What is there besides gummies? Oh. Skittles. Oh. Dots? Oh, I thought you said dots. No. True story. I think, I think I've told you. That's true. You're right. That's true. No, I. True story. I've probably said this before. My husband's favorite candy in the world. Favorite candy is dots. Listen, all of the things that you're saying right now, I know. I will. I am with you. You're all. Don't be mad at me. That's him. You can be mad at him for that because that is a weird favorite candy to have. I don't know. Um. Good morning. Uh, I'm glad that we are together today. Like I said, this is week two in our series called Vibes. Robert kicked it off for us last week. And so what we're talking about this morning is emotions. Who loves talking about their emotions, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of hands. Um, Not a lot of people. We don't probably typically love talking about our emotions. Um, but I want to ask you, well, yeah, it's, it is very important to talk about our emotions because emotions are something that very easily can control our whole lives if we let them. Um, so I want to ask you a question. Think in your mind, what would you do if you knew that you would never get caught and there were no consequences? Think in your mind, what would you do? If you knew you would never get caught and there were zero consequences. In your mind, 
Now I want you to turn to the person next to you, the person you just met, and tell them. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That's a bad thing. We, that's not helpful. Nobody wants to know the thing in your mind. Because, listen, guys, we are capable of some wild thoughts, I think, right? If you had free reign to do any one thing without getting caught with no consequences, the things that popped into your mind right now might have surprised you, maybe. Um, things that you would that you would uh, that you wouldn't have necessarily thought would be there, maybe. Um, but here's the deal: we are are pretty good at, and probably getting better as we mature at um, controlling those behaviors, right? We are able to control the, some of the things that we do most of the time. We're getting better at controlling our behavior, um, but it's really hard to control our thought life. It's really hard to control our emotions. And um, I want to tell you also, like, physically, it is hard for you to control your emotions because that part of your brain is not fully developed. And that's not that helpful for me to tell you. Like, you guys know this. You know that that um, our, the human brain continues to develop um, all the way to 26, 28, 30 even. Um, and so, like, like pieces, but, but physiologically, like, there are difficulties in, in helping you control your emotions. That doesn't mean that you get a pass, though, right? That doesn't mean that we just, okay, well, if I can't control, I, I, I just can't control my emotions then, so I can just, like, behave however I want, or I can just let them run wild. No, that's not, that's not how we're, that's not good for life and godliness anyway. It's also going to make life pretty difficult, I think, if you, um, if you try to live that way. But um, the reality is our, our emotions have a huge role in how we treat others, obviously. Um, when you snap at somebody in your family or, um, which might have happened like this morning for some of us even, right? Yeah, a little couple of giggles. Like maybe even just on your way in getting here, it was like uh, difficult. Um, but also our emotions play a huge role in how we treat ourselves. Um, I am very familiar, I'm sure some of you are familiar with the roller coaster of emotions that some days I think I'm pretty good person. Like, I'm okay. Like, I, I'm okay. Like, I can, I don't know. I'm, I'm a good person. I like myself. Um, but the roller coaster is real, and there are days where I hate who I am, and I really struggle with who I am. Um, and I would imagine that's, I'm probably not alone in that. And so, um, our, our emotions, the way that we think and feel and believe about ourselves and the way that we think and feel and believe about about others, the way we let our emotions um, kind of color how we see ourselves and others is very, very important to God. God cares very deeply about the way that we care and think and speak to others and the way that we care and think and speak about ourselves. Um, so I'm going to use this uh, jar here of Skittles to describe what I'm talking about this morning. Um, this is, think of this jar, well, before that. What's inside this jar? Can you tell? Okay, I just said that, didn't I? I gave it away. That was supposed to be a surprise. The whole illustration is ruined. 
I'm just kidding. It's a clear, for those who are listening to this later, it's a clear glass jar full of, it's very obviously full of Skittles. Okay, so this is full of Skittles. This is a jar full of Skittles. If this jar is in peril, if this jar, if something is happening to this jar and it is, um, it is, you know, in uh, distress and starts shaking, what comes out of the jar? I'm going to clean them up later. What comes out? Because what's inside? Skittles. Now, if I um, feel like this jar, if, I, if, I, if this jar um, be, becomes in, in great distress and things are really hard for this jar and it keeps having a really hard day and it's really frustrated at getting to church and it got into a fight with its mom and it hated what it had to wear and whatever, what, else, what comes out of the jar? Why do Skittles come out of the jar? Because that's what it's full, because I shook it. Because it's, because it's struggling and because that's what it's full of. Similar to, so I don't know if you can really tell, there's a heart on the jar. Similar to your heart, what your heart is full of is what will come out of it when it is struggling. What is inside your heart is what is going to come out of it when it is struggling. When your world, when something really hard happens and your world turns upside down, What's going to come out? What's going to come out when your world... Okay, I won't. I'll only do that much. This is what we're talking about today. (laughs) When your world turns upside down, what is inside of your heart is what's going to come out. Um... King Solomon in Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Above all else, guard your heart, because everything that you do flows from your heart. Everything that you do flows from your heart. Um, we can try to, like, behave better. We can just try to, like, curb our um, desires for certain behavior and just try to, like, just be, like, do better things, but that's not what this life of godliness is about, Um, that is not, and that's not what your, I hope, I know that it's really hard, because a lot of times people say, like, I don't really want to go to church, because all they do is tell me everything I'm doing is wrong, right, like, have you heard people say that, like, I don't really want to go with you to church, because they aren't going, maybe they're not telling you this, but they're thinking, like, they aren't going to approve of what I'm, of what I do, and they're just going to tell me everything I do is wrong. That's not what I'm telling you today. What I'm telling you is I care more about what's in your heart than what you're doing. Because what is in your heart is what is going to flow, is what is, what everything else is going to flow out of your behavior is going to flow out of what is in your heart. Your emotions, your, the way that you behave and, and react um, to your emotions is going to come out of what is already in your heart. Are you taking care of your heart? Are you guarding your heart from, from evil, from, from things that, that are going to get in and, and cause you to behave in a certain way where you think, like, I, I, I'm now, I th- it's, it's like pouring out this, this bowl and expecting it to be M&M's. Or pouring this out and expecting it to be dots. 
Like, it's what you have sown into your heart is what's going to come out. I can't pour this out and expect this to be M&Ms. That doesn't make any sense. I can't pour this out and expect it to be Sour Patch Kids because all that I've done is fill my heart with Skittles, and then I expect in a minute that when th- something goes goes wrong or something is, is hard, then um, it's okay because Twizzlers are going to come out, right? Like, that's not how, that's not how it works. Um, so we need to take care of what's in our hearts. We're going to talk about two emotions specifically uh, this morning. So there are a lot of emotions, obviously, that we could spend weeks going through each one, and that's probably not super helpful either, but we're go- we are going to talk about two, and so if you're not somebody who struggles with anger or fear, um, then you can you can take this and, and kind of extrapolate to your own, um, your own emotions, but I have a feeling a lot of us uh, struggle with, with these. Um, anger is a powerful, powerful emotion. Anger can be righteous. Anger can be necessary. Anger um, can definitely be um, useful. However, most of the t- I don't know about most, probably most of the time it is it is uh, not helpful and not healthy um, when we when we um, let anger take over. And we're going to read from James. So if you want to pull out your Bible, your phone, um, your app, whichever, and we're going to be in um, James chapter one, um, because James talks a lot about anger. James is my favorite book in the Bible. Um, I love that he. I love the way he just talks. He just tells it like it is, like it is. Four chapters is short, and he's just like he does not mince words. He doesn't waste them, and he is just like this is this is the deal. Um, and so he says, uh, he says, my dear brothers and sisters, this is uh, James one nineteen. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Is that possible in our world today, to be quick to listen and slow to speak? Is it even possible to be slow to speak in this world? How many times do we see people? This is the perfect illustration. John just told me this like an hour ago. He was like, so I did a bad thing on Facebook. I'm, he's in this group chat, and he commented. He's in a, uh, a group chat. What am I? He's in, he's in a, uh, a Facebook group, and he posted, it has to do with, like, Aldi and keto and recipes and stuff. So he, like, of course he is. So he posted, or he, somebody posted, bought all the keto wraps and had, like, 20 packages of these wraps. And John commented, like, that's why we're all, my Aldi's always out of them, I guess. Like, something super passive-aggressive. John is, like, the nicest person in the world. He would never, ever, he would hate if I, if he knew I were telling you this story. Like, he would never say anything that's, and he, in his mind, is like, that's not even a passive-aggressive thing. So then the comments just blow up, and they're like, meh, 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 our Aldi had plenty of wraps, and I, like, if we buy enough of them, then they'll keep them in stock because they'll know people want them, and how dare you, like, you can freeze them, and how dare you, like, just all this stuff. Anyway, and I'm like, John, why would you put that? He's like, I don't know, I just, like, I'm never in that mood, but I just was kind of in that mood, and I'm just like, this world that we live in is like everyone is mad all the time about whatever you say. I feel like I can do nothing right. I feel like on like on social media, like 
you, like, people are just mad all the time. And any time, like, you see a celebrity, like, misstep or say something, like, now I'm not saying, like, those things are okay to just behave however they want or talk however they want, but, like, cancel culture sucks. Like, it's just, there's no grace for people and I just feel like if we would heed this and and listen to James be like guys be slow to speak and quick to listen like let's just listen to each other where are you coming from why are you set like why are you saying that and asking questions and just stopping and listening um because James says human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires your anger, if you let it, if you're somebody who struggles with anger, it will ruin you if you let it. It will ruin you. And James is like, you have to listen to this. Like, emotions can control us. Emotions can ruin our lives, and, and they can ruin your relationships. I know that you guys have friendships that have struggled with anger or, or relationships in your, with people in your family that have struggled because of anger, what if we listened to James and, and we, were, we were slow to speak, slow to become angry, and quick to listen, quicker to listen? What would it look like in your life? Think about what it would look like in your life today to be quicker to listen and slower to speak. What relationship in your life today do you need to be slower to speak and quicker to listen in. Um, He goes on uh, in verse 21, Therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. He calls it like it is. He says the way to fight anger is humility. Um, Humbly accept the word that is planted in you because it will save you. James says wise people, wisdom is um, is humility. Wise people are humble. Um, anger and envy and pride are the opposite of wisdom, and they're evil. Um, as long as we think the problem is coming from somebody else, it's their problem, it's their mistake, we're never going to deal with the anger problem that we have inside of us. Um, and the root, honestly, like we will think it's somebody else. The root is us. The root is our own brokenness. We are, we are broken people. And so over and over again, this is, it's going to come back to our own brokenness. And if you're somebody who carries a lot of pride, guys, this is like, this is something I really struggle with. I like being right. I, I hate being wrong. I hate feeling like I made a mistake. I want to, there's like this perfectionism in me that I want to do things perfectly the first time and get it right. And if you're not that way, that is totally, that's probably completely bizarre and foreign to you. If you are that way, you're like, oh, I come like you can completely get me. Um, and I know there are multiple people of you in here who are that way because we talked about it. Um, and, but when that is the case, like that is, there's, so, I'm talking to myself, there's so much pride in that. There's so much pride. And James says, like, the way of righteousness is humility. The way of righteousness is is humility. Humbly accept the word that is planted in you. Humbly accept that God's word says we are broken and we are in need of a savior. And it will save you. The word of God will save you. When we can own up to that, 
we are saved. Practically, fighting against anger looks like um, a lot of different things. Some of you uh, have learned probably some breathing techniques, things like box breathing, things that you can like breathe in and hold it and then breathe out and hold it and you count to three or four each time. Or um, for some of you, maybe dealing with your anger means exercising, going on a run, um, going to work out. For some of you, it means going on a walk, getting out of the house. For some of you, it means um, journaling or some of you, it means taking up kickboxing. I went through a kickboxing phase, guys. It's not a joke. Like, it is the best workout. It's my favorite. Um, kick, like, something like that. I don't know. Do Like, what is it that you need to do if you're somebody who responds with anger often or you're seeing your life right now kind of being categorized by anger? Or if maybe you don't see that, but someone in your life has told you that or your mom has said to you, why are you so angry all the time? Like, whatever. Like, there's small clues in your world that might be telling you you need to get a, get a handle on this anger issue. Um, the word of God humbly planted in your heart will save you. It will save you. When, when what's inside your heart is the word of God, then when you get frustrated and, and lash out and react, whatever, like, it's, it's the word of God that comes out, right? It's not... Um, the anger that you put in, in your heart. Um, another emotion that will control us if we're not careful is fear. Fear can be debilitating. Fear can be exhausting. Fear can rule our lives so easily. And I am someone, again, who has really struggled with this um, in living through a global pandemic. Um, and so I don't know that I, like, there have been a lot of things to be fearful of, and um, there are a lot of pieces of that that are helpful and healthy and safe and normal, and um, there are a lot of pieces of that that are way over the, over the top. And so there's a lot of different ways to treat um, fear. Like, there's, if you're somebody who really struggles with anxiety, like, therapy is so good um, medication, whatever, whatever it is that you're using to help treat anxiety, that, like, I will champion that, um, forever, uh, but we have, I have lots of conversations with you guys about normalizing going to counseling, normalizing getting some help and talking to somebody, um, if you're somebody who's thought, like, I really maybe need to see a counselor, um, today, like, this right here is that sign from God that you've been waiting for, um, that you should go. Um, and if that is not available to you or if that is a hard conversation to have with your parents, come talk to me, come talk to Josh, talk to your small group leader, and we will help you navigate that conversation. We'll help you find somebody to talk to. If you're, I believe, heart of hearts, I believe every person should go to counseling at some point in their life. I think we all need it. We're all broken. There are people who know a lot more about the brain than I do, and they can help me work through what I'm going through. So 100%, if you're somebody who's in counseling, you are so brave, and I'm so grateful for you and for that you've made that choice. So that's my little plug for counseling and therapy. Um, but I want to talk about a story of when Jesus teaches his disciples about fear. Um, the disciples are a group of guys, if you uh, are, are not familiar with the disciples, a group of guys who walk through life with Jesus, who do do life with Jesus. Um, there's 12 of them, and he's their teacher. They're his students, but they're also um, close friends. And one day, um, they're out in a boat in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and, and Jesus teaches them about fear. So Matthew, we're in Matthew now, um, if you want to flip there. 
Matthew chapter 8, um, and this is what, it, what Matthew says about it. He says, then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him, talking about Jesus. Suddenly a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Now I want you to picture what's actually happening. Like the disciples are in a boat with Jesus in the middle of a, a sea, um, and there is a huge storm. Like they are terrified like they the way that Matthew writes about this like Lord save us we're going to drown they they think they're going to drown like they are fearing they're scared for their lives in this boat so it must be pretty bad like it must be it's it's bigger than just like maybe the cartoon illustration you've seen of it or whatever like they're fearing for their lives um and then go to the next one for me Jesus says you of little faith why are you so afraid? So Jesus is sleeping, right, in the boat, um, and and the disciples are scared for their lives, and they go wake him up, and he's like, what? <laughs> like, why are you waking me up? And they're like, the, this of the thing that's happening, we're going to die. So could you, what do you... Like, what's your plan here? Like, we have, like, been following you, and, like, here we are in this boat with you, and is this really how, like, you're telling us you're the savior of the world, like, is this how we're going out? Like, we're in a storm on a boat, and, like, is this it? Is this what, or we're just going to be, we're just going to be done? Um, and so he's like, you have little faith, why, why are you so, uh, why are you so afraid? And he gets up. He rebukes the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. Jesus just, with his words, calms the storm. And the men are amazed and ask, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Instantly, their confidence in Jesus overwhelms their fear of the storm. Their confidence in Jesus overwhelms their fear of this storm. We can take a page from this book, okay? Um, again, I started all of this by talking about medication and therapy because there are things that you need help for that God, I believe, has given to us in this world. Um, but if you're somebody who struggles with fear on a daily basis, at some like our confidence in Jesus is better than, is greater than our fear of whatever storm that we're in. Um, Jesus teaches his disciples this lesson in the boat with the storm, like so that they're now wondering, oh, I don't need to be, I don't need to be worried about this storm that just calmed down out of nowhere. Like, I need to think more about who this man is that just spoke to the waves and they ceased. Like, who is this man who I'm, I'm terrified for my life that this storm is going to kill me, but I'm sitting next to a man who says, be calm or whatever, like just speaks and the rain stops. Our confidence in Jesus should be greater than our fear of whatever it is that we're going through. It has to be. Um, Jesus teaches his disciples this lesson uh, in the boat, and then um, a couple of chapters later, he tells them, I'm sending you out, um, I'm, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. So he, he sets up this uh, idea of fear for his disciples by telling them, by showing them, no, I am, no, I am in control. No, I am more powerful than that storm. And now that you know that, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. 
you are going to have trouble in this world. You are the prey, not the predator. You are, you are going to be sought after. You are going to be hunted. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, mince words like James. Like, he doesn't, like, he's, he is teaching his disciples these lessons because he knows they need to know how to handle their fear because God is going to call us to really hard, scary things like being sheep among wolves, like being a Christian in your school, like walking down the hall believing in Jesus. I mean, the, these, like you are a sheep among wolves. That is, that is the reality of this world that we live in. Um, Again, there is uh, there are so many other emotions that we could go into um, and and spend just weeks on if we if we um, had the time. Um, but I want to leave you with this from from James uh, again um, in how to deal with our emotions. Humbly accept the word that is planted in you because it will save you. Um, Just after that, in James, after he says that, he says, this is going to be this part. He says, uh, whoever looks intently into God's perfect law that gives freedom and then goes um, and lives. Oh, uh, okay, right after that, he says, anyone who listens to the word of God but doesn't do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and then walks away and forgets what he looks like. Um, It's like pouring out this jar and expecting it to be full of something else. But whoever looks intently into God's perfect law that gives freedom and then goes and lives like that, not forgetting, not forgetting the law, but doing what it says, they will be blessed. They will know who they are. When you look in the mirror, do you know who you are? Are you a slave to emotion? Are you a slave to fear? It's like we sang at the beginning of today. Are you a slave to fear or are you a child of God? It's one or the other. Are you a slave to fear or are you a child of God? Are you a slave to anger? Are you a slave to lust? Are you a slave to um, sadness? Are you a slave to emotion or are you a child of God? Because God breaks those chains. And so that is the word that I want you to put into your heart because that's what's going to come out when life gets tough. Let's pray. God, um, 